0: This is the disclaimer. The views expressed on this podcast episode, TikTok videos or memes, belongs to room 7 and do not reflect any views of any medical institutions or organization in Singapore. What's up guys this is Kayu McFly and you are listening to New Seveners podcasts Hi, guys, welcome to Room7ers Podcast. My name is Caillou McFly. And it's your blogger boy, Stefan Stewart. Stefan! Hey, oh long time ta- no see, bro. Oh, yeah, long time no see, bro. How are you, man? How's your new year?
1: Awesome, new year, new me. <laughs>
0: Typical <Yeah>. stuff, right? <laughs> new year, new me?
1: It's oh, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh, I think it's so on your side.
0: Oh, um, good having diary on New Year's Day. As you know from my previous episode, um, yep. <laughs> it's a very bad diary, by the way. And yeah, uh, doing well. I'm, I'm actually I no more I no longer to, uh, night shift anymore. I'm back to normal shift. And oh, It's it very hard to me for, for me to adapt. I'll be honest, it's very hard for me to adapt. I can't adapt, bro. Like yesterday was Monday, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've I've been in, in a Monday. Afternoon situation, PM shift Monday, huh? busy AF, uh-huh. brother, busy AF. <laughs> can you can you
1: wake up in the morning, bro? <laughs>
0: yeah, hey, I I can. Just I feel a bit groggy and I feel weird in the daylight, like you know, like a vampire. You feel daylight, like a lot of people looking around. I'm just like, oh my god, this is not me, you know. I'm in the night person actually. <laughs> I can
1: back to night,
0: bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I apply, I apply back to night shift. Um. <laughs> I I I think it's approved already. Uh, it will be on Sunday to Wednesday, lah. I don't know, uh, but they say it's for three months first. I will try out and uh, see how it goes, lah. To me, I I've doing this night for quite some time already, so I understand. Mon Sunday or Monday or Wednesday or Saturday is is all the same. Night shift is is unpredictable. <laughs>
1: the kind of shift which I hate the most.
0: Yeah, I mean weekends, right? Yeah. Yeah, but at
1: least oh, weekends off, so not too bad.
0: Yeah, but speaking it, of my my tele- side, right? As Ed, yep. Ed always busy lah. But I don't know for other departments. I heard you are a friend working for other departments.
1: Hmm. Is it me, bro? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So anyway. Yeah. Welcome to Room Seven Nurse Podcast.
0: Hello. Who's? I'm that? not
1: a <laughs> <laughs> yes, bro. okay. Actually, this is your first time we are not face to face, lah.
0: Yes, yes, guys.
1: So, Um I have a special guest with me today. She's an ICU nurse. Oh, ICU nurse. Nice, nice.
0: Similar to me, but actually no, she got way more
1: experience
0: than me, bro. Oh. Okay. Should I
1: bring her in or should I continue talking?
0: (laughs) Oh, bring her in, man. Bring her in. Invite her in. (laughs)
2: Welcome uh, Charlotte. Hello. Hello everybody.
0: I'm Nurse Charlotte. Hi Charlotte. How are you, Charlotte? I'm good. <laughs> Sorry to yes. disturb you and bring you into our podcast. Thanks to Stephen Stewart. By the way, thanks, brother. <laughs> I, I <gave laughs> her after work, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Charlotte. Uh, I heard before we this recording, you are from ICU. All uh-huh. right, intensive care Ooh. unit. Whenever I heard about ICU, right, I feel like okay, this is very critical kind of uh area. You know, like. <laughs> If you step into ICU, like my perception is like okay, this patient must be half comatose, intubated, a lot of wires on him, a lot of IV plugs on him and all that lah. Um that's my perception and maybe I'm maybe i wrong. So um, So, okay, if first question I want to ask, Stefan, can I do the honor? Yes yeah, the
2: golden crystal. Okay.
0: Why do you choose nursing? <laughs>
2: When people ask me about these questions, I'm very honest about it. It's really, really a childhood dream. You know, since ever, like, when I was five years or six years old, there are only two dream jobs in my mind. It's either being a nurse or being an astronaut.
0: Whoa, astronaut!
2: But <laughs> slowly, when I grow up, I realize I'm afraid of heights. So I don't think I can be an astronaut
0: anymore. <laughs> so Both be and beyond. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Astronaut, <It's> interesting, interesting. <laughs> so do, do yeah. you you are interested in in the moons, in the spaceship, in the stars, and all that? Is it? Yeah, when I was. Uh,
2: yeah, but now I think I'm pretty much settled sort of down with nursing this career. And honestly, if you ask me, is there any other options other than nursing? Probably not. I'm pretty pretty much love my job actually. Yeah Hey Kai, this is the first time hearing this, bro.
0: Yeah, bro. That's She's like, I love my the way she said it, right, is like so yeah. freaking passionate about, you know what, there's the this only one the, career I want up. to do, nursing. Yeah. There's no other yeah. choice, it's nursing. I <laughs> think
1: that's that something I never mentioned
0: before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those words never came out of my mouth
2: before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it's good. Okay. Um. Uh, F, at what age you want to become a nurse? At what age?
2: or six years old because I had a very Oh my goodness at the time yeah so oh. I was like a freak before hospital and I was on like a very long term IV antibiotics I remember so There's like a whole month of uh, erythromycin IV erythromycin for people who still remember what is erythromycin so what there was a, exactly. What it? exactly one hormone yes yeah. oh my god yeah I was one
0: on hormone at man. the
2: time like, okay, being a nurse is pretty cool. You can give injection to to someone who is sick. Yeah, and I love people yes. who wear uniform. So Ooh. I think
0: this is their type of so idea. uh, so he, she love uh someone wearing uniform. Mm. Oh
1: yeah. do <laughs> I don't wear uniform today. <laughs> I'm wearing oh. my football jersey again. <laughs> oh, it's a kind of uniform
0: too, anyway. Okay, yeah. all right. So you you. Uh, you fell in love with nursing at about five to six years old. Yeah. Then um, Everybody
1: became a patient. <laughs> <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> Everybody start up as a patient first. they become before becoming nurse, correct? Right? All of us I was a patient before. Yeah. yeah, I was admitted uh when I was young also. when I was seven, I think I have some surgery on my left eye. I can't remember what's that. So. I wasn't interested in nursing back then, by the way. So, I wasn't, I wasn't interested in nursing when I was uh, 15 years old, when I was uh, trying to figure out uh, what kind of career should I pick in my next uh, post-secondary education lah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, after, can I say after your O-levels that you sign up for nursing or what? Yes. Oh, okay. So, you went to uh, the diploma yeah. school? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all
1: right. All
0: right, all right. Okay, okay, okay so um house diploma <laughs> by the way i know it's about 10 years already <laughs> but uh how, how school back then Uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry 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 how school back then is it very tough for you guys to me i, I find it very tough in an in, in ite because it's it's quite uh difficult for me to adapt especially the bio bio subject is to me it's not my thing actually yeah Understood.
2: I think it really depends on different learner. Because mm. some, some people there just tend to be more academic. Mm. They learn in terms of theory or analysis. But some people are more hands-on, so they do better in their skills. What do you think? Usually people from ITE, maybe they're more hands-on, I guess. Mm,
0: to me, from ITE, um, we're more hands-on, but we need to put the theory into the hands-on. So um i would i, I will learn the, the hands-on first rather than the theory first because i really don't catch the theory part it's quite dry for me so as i learn on the hands-on um the lecturer uh will, ins, will install the the theory in me so i can that's my style of learning i don't know how, how about you stefan how do you do it actually to me i learn hands-on and i theory yeah.
1: I I need a practical
0: Oh a practical Yeah Yeah. Practical will be easier Then after that They will install the knowledge slowly What's the reason behind it What's the the science behind it
1: The classes are just to I don't know It's like you are listening To someone read the storybook
0: Oh yeah (laughs) Yeah yeah yeah
1: Imagine how things are Until I step on the ground That's Ah. where I think You actually learn Because they will share with you Their experience And how they actually Learn it Compared to just Reading off the textbook Yeah 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 So yeah. yeah Being on the ground, that's where you actually learn
0: a lot. But then again, before you can step on the ground, you do need a bit of knowledge. Yeah. Mm, correct. So, yeah. uh, for
1: you, I guess, were you a good student? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I
0: think
2: it's a, another um, topic idea. Usually, the rumours always say that people who entered ICU, usually they are scholars.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, more or less,
1: more or less. Hey, yeah. um, just to share, I'm actually the last in
0: my class in poly. <laughs> hey, it's okay, bro. Look at you now. You are a blogger. You 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 share your stuff. It, I mean, to be honest, it doesn't matter. You're first in class or or last in class or the middle of the class. At the end of the day, right? Um, what excel you to become a betterness when while you're working, you will realize you can reach your full potential from there. Correct? Yep. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what kind of education you get. Yeah, what yeah. kind of uh, position you get in in your in your class? There's, yeah, I I yeah I realize that um I I'm the last few ones in my class, but when I work, I realized I can reach my full potential by learning from my seniors, learning from my 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 colleagues. So I it's the extra education for me while I'm working actually. Yeah. yeah.
2: do the GPA defines you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so after you graduate. Um, you, you, uh, you were given to choose what kind of uh, discipline you had you want to be in. You can go to the wards, you can go to the emergency, you can go to OT. But why you pick ICU?
2: Okay, when I was student nurse,
0: yep, of
2: student nurse, you go to, most of the time you had your attachment in the general ward, yep, uh, most of the uh, class B or uh, C class ward. Uh, I felt it was a little bit hot for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so myself, if one day I could be a staff nurse, I'm gonna choose an area with aircon. <laughs> <laughs> What's the aircon? <laughs>
0: she prioritized the aircon first. The first one, aircon. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm a very pragmatic person. I want to work in a place with aircon. Can you imagine saying that in your interview?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need to take the boxes right. Uh, which area you pick? Uh, aircon. I want personal toilet. Like picking your own BTO house. <laughs> yeah, well, of course
2: you got gonna compare the rest of the areas. Mm. O.T. team, very much. Have a direct patient care, cause it's more of a procedure base. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ED has aircon as well, but I have my attachment in ED. Same, there's not much continuity of care. Um, it's just the more on touch and go. you caught the case, and it we resuscitate the case, and then quickly send it somewhere else. Yes, correct. I, I agree. It, with yeah, that. either you're gonna stay in the A-class ward, or maybe you're just gonna find a little bit more specialized area like ICU, mm. especially from it. Want to further a little bit more in terms of the knowledge? I want to go a little bit more in depth. Definitely, I would choose ICU. Yeah.
0: <laughs> ah yeah 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 yeah. To me an ED right I was working in ED for this is my seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. It's touch and go. It means you yeah. see the patient after that uh waiting for bits or discharge. That's it. That's right. Uh continuous care there is a bit here and there, just that not much. But um I think uh, I what well, this is what I heard when I came back to normal shoot that they are going to like make the role of ED much more expanding lah, not touch and go kind of thing. They they tr- I think they're trying to do this um follow up at home like those discharge with um uh, what you call that with crutches or with walking frame. So they will, ED and the case manager thingy yeah, they call it community nursing. They will ah they will follow up this kind of thing. So they are trying to make it like a uh, like a stretch kind of thing where we will do more than touch and go kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Right, right. So yeah. your ED nurses have to go to the
0: patient's house? No, we were assigned to a case manager. If let's say this patient <laughs> is living alone, for example, just a uh classic case uh, living alone uh, with uh with uh with casts on his on the leg, then they uh on crutches or, or walking frame, and nobody take care of them. And yeah, there's a criteria for this lah. Uh. And also uh, Nobody will, will buy For the person food And all that Or some take care Of their blood pressure Or Or they're taking care Of their wounds For example They got uh, follow up wounds They can't go to Polyclinic alone So there will be This call A case manager Will assign someone To go to the house And all that lah, to, to to follow up On the The, the issues Yeah mm. hmm. So I think they're Trying to do it now Because I think Because of the Population And The dis- difficulty Of either Going to the Polyclinic Nowadays Yeah so they are trying to do uh, this community nursing more expanding. I think I'll talk to Amin about it. Amin is my by the way. Amin is my my other partner for this podcast. But he's he's part of the community nursing. One day I'll bring him up to talk about this uh thingy.
1: Yeah. Seems like a good topic. Yeah, it's a good topic
0: actually. Yeah. So uh, you pick ICU from there. Um, so how's your f- the first year of ICU as a junior nurse? What do you do actually, ICU? So we take two or three cases, or uh, I mean, I don't know how how it goes actually?
2: I think I was a little bit lucky because. Oh, lucky, I think man. My, <laughs> I, yeah. I think my batch, we were still allowed to have our final year, which is a PRCP, the final posting in ICU, which is a whole three months. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh. <laughs> so I think that's the really, really luckiest part of the beginning of my career because during the student times so there's way more cushions. I try to pick up most common uh, skills like your arterial line insertion, assisting insertion or central line or those common skills in ICU during the student time. So when I became a staff nurse, so basically this part of skills are pretty much secure. Mm. I just need to put more in the workflow mm. and the uh, policies and being a staff nurse take on the responsibilities. Yeah. Okay. So my, exactly.
0: Excited. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's
1: because
2: we don't have that nowadays. Nowadays yeah. I think it appears the PRC. The last two weeks, yeah,
0: you probably have the last special Actually you are very lucky, the... no. I'll be honest, you are very, very lucky to get this opportunity yeah. in the last three three what three months is it or three weeks? three, yeah. month? uh, three months. Three yeah. months.
2: Yeah. Then, uh, the yeah. the whole PRCP. the whole PRCP, yes. I really nice it you. But I said it's kinda petty, of though. Exactly. So you have to portray it in a good way or a bad way, because there are some students who felt just too overwhelmed. Oh mm
0: so uh, during your PRCP can I ask um, we go we backtrack a bit um, how many cases total you took in one shift
2: Um, of course we leave it two just one one
0: do, yeah oh okay
2: uh, based on the ac- acuity and as a student we're well cushioned okay you are just yeah <laughs> you yep. are yeah, yeah, being guided most of the time Yeah. you still have the leeway you yes. still
1: have there are still people to pamper you there. <laughs> of course, you're still a student. Yes. Yeah, but then again, it's ICU. That's why you... I think minimum is one case. Oh. Because your max is two or three, I guess. Yes.
0: So, yeah. in one area, the staffness nurse will take care of how many cases, actually? I, I don't know. Can you just share with me about this one area? Is it five, six? Or one whole stretch? I don't know how to call it. It's like a cubicle, right? Usually, ICU
2: is a single room. Single room? Yeah. Oh. The whole stretch but usually the nurse to patient ratio is one nurse to uh, two patients that's most of the time but unless it's really really manpower crunch then it's one nurse to three patients but of course if you have a very sick case then you have to go for one is to one and oh. for areas like those super sick patient with ECMO those extracorporeal <laughs> membrane, oxygen, all those things, and then probably we require more manpower. Sometimes it can be two nurses to one patient.
0: Yeah. Ooh, okay, okay. There will yeah. be a junior attached to you, so like a uh, enrolled nurse or a, a PCA, what you call it. Yep. Would there be someone um, attached to you? There would
2: be caring, yeah. Maybe the one junior cover the whole, the whole side, the whole, but actually, the whole stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's
1: going one seven patients six
0: to seven patients, yeah, around
1: it, to seven it,
0: patients yeah. in the ICU okay yeah, okay just... yeah <laughs> <laughs> I see I see I see alright
1: it does sound easier because it's like one is to do two or one is to one but the thing is, the amount of things you need to do for a patient right exactly when they're sick they're really sick you're probably spending your whole <laughs> shift in the room itself yeah. oh yeah it's actually like that compared to I guess in general what you take like six or seven patients mm-hmm. but you don't need to focus that much attention to one patient because it's probably like wound dressing or IV line or mm-hmm. whatever uh, thing you need to settle for the patient which probably take like 15 to 20 mm-hmm. minutes. But I guess for ICU, if I like, say your patient comes in from the ED critically ill, yep. you're probably in there like 2-3 hours setting up lines, putting drips and all this for them. Yeah.
2: So that is why it's actually 1 is to 1 because if
0: they are... Going to give you one is the three or one is the four right mm-hmm. you probably don't have
1: to enter or see the other patients that will <laughs> oh okay okay so uh, thank so you since
0: that is the for ICU. Yep. So, since both of you have been in icu before right what is the most difficult cases that you ever encountered? just share with me uh to me to me my difficult case i have encountered is help out in a trauma case in ed mm-hmm. Then they were sent from scan, scan, scan All, all the lines are that sent to ICU for for further follow up of of their care uh, yeah. To me after that I don't know what happened to the patient ah. So to me it's trauma case ah. But for you guys what what kind of case is that? It's very difficult for you guys to handle
1: Hmm let me think <laughs> <laughs> Difficult case I think the I see, for me, I find that most cases, uh, you do have the same ma- kind of management. But difficult-wise, I would say is more of Not saying treating the patient, but it's actually the emotional support for the family.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I
1: would say that part is the one where it was like... It's more harder to handle because the family wouldn't give up on the patient or so, what. Right? So, for that part, it's like... um, I know it's their loved ones and all these. Because medically, we can... Deep, like the patient is too ill or we would recommend them to put like DNR status because even if you do like CPR and all this, they are not going to come back to life or brain dead for quite a long time maybe and all this. Mm. But uh, if you are the, actually a the family member, you wouldn't
0: understand this, right? You mm-hmm. would just want your family to wake up and go home and, and all these kind of things. Yeah. Because I remember there was one case came in from ED the uh, I think
1: I was still on probation at the point of time. So this uh, it's a wife, the husband is the patient, so the wife came to me and said like, you know my husband is yesterday, we just went out to eat and all this. And today he's in the ICU. So it's like this kind of sudden changes, which I think is hard for the family to accept. Uh. But see. for nurses, I think treatment-wise, everything, we, we do have the flow. We know what is going on and all this. But it's just that the emotional support for the family, I think that is the part where it's a bit hard to talk to them.
0: Because most of the time, you have to comfort them and all these. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, how about comfort.
2: you, Charlotte? Um. <clears throat> okay, I need to mention again. I'm very lucky <laughs> that I got rotated to different ICUs.
0: Oh, there's so a different I, ICU? Yes. Okay. The
2: different ICU, the cases are very different. Mm. For example, in surgical ICU, of course, the most difficult thing, like what you say, polytrauma case, mm. Right handle the patients in the AD, sent to OT for um, surgery, and then came back to the ICU. Tons of wound, tons of fracture, um, a lot of things to do. Now, that's one thing. Um, and then when you're in the neuro ICU, basically you handle cases like, uh, you know, young patients, they have this SAH, aneurysm bleed. Mm-hmm. It's very sudden as well. Today you're well. The next moment, um, no, you're not well anymore. Probably you're going to end up with brain dead. Ooh. That's pretty to the whole family, yeah, and then in CCU, coronary care unit, most of the patients that are post-collapse cases, end up in ICU or very bad MI, require extraordinary life support to the family, it's pretty certain as well. Oh. And then, and then uh, mostly that's difficult because a lot of uh, dialysis patients, long-term dialysis patients, or they are with septic shock, mm-hmm. so, you yeah, septic shock cases are quite difficult to manage. A lot of endotropes require dialysis, continuous dialysis. That's what we call the CRRT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, according to these global statistics, even to these days, the sepsis patients, one out of four or five will still pass away. Very oh, yeah. Difficult. Yeah, it's very high mortality, which you do see a lot of difficult cases in India, I'm sure. Yeah, but I think to summarize it, the most difficult thing is when the cases suddenly deteriorated or they just fell sick or they collapsed out of sudden. The mm-hmm. most difficult part is handling the family.
0: Yeah, um, the family always has the, the bigger part of this picture. Because That's of the right. emotional issues, and they cannot get into a reality that the their loved ones are being like this right now. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm,
0: I see.
1: ED also does that, right? Yeah, you know, ED, ED does
0: that, like, especially when, when the patient is about to go, uh, is still on life support, when the family uh, has to decide whether. Uh, we can bring the patient up to the world as per normal. It, but they have yeah. to decide. Let's say, okay, it's a time to go. They have to let go, lah, from 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 there. Uh, I I think on Monday, I was yesterday. There's uh, two two death cases. I see a lot of family at this uh, at one of the rooms. Mm-hmm. They start crying and all that. I think uh, I mean this is a uh, patient. I think got um, heart attack. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, can't survive after half an hour of helping out um in in give medications and all to to revive him back uh just that he didn't make it lah so well the one of the family was there to 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 accompany the patient of a via ambulance then yeah from there it's all it's a bit messy like in a way that the family has to come in and make sure i mean uh they try to see what's what has been done for the patient after that uh, it's time to let go. It's time to let go, lah. Uh, but we have done our part, actually. I mean, I, from our side, I done our part. Let's say patient go to ICU and still pass on, we you guys do our our part. Uh, we can't bring the patient back to life. It's very hard right. from there. The, the the difficult part of a nurse, right? Uh, uh let me share with you guys or uh, and the rest of our listeners that, is to handle the the family. Of course, the emotional thingy. Yes. They they can't accept it. That's the problem with, with, with that. It's not wrong, just that, um we uh I'm not good in trying to calm people down that's not that's my weakness in SNS try to calm people down like let them understand that hey, your family got this 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 I think this is the best care from what we got and all that but as you know human beings can't accept reality that's a problem yeah yeah right mm, so it's uh, I think this is the part I need to learn how to to, to talk things out with the patients and all that yeah Trying my best, learn still learning, even though it's uh twelve thirteen years as a nurse, I'm still learning how to, to handle this kind of situation. I the same for both of you also. Yeah. You yeah, right. are still learning, um we are still uh trying to, to pick up a few things along the way. Um Charlotte, can I ask you if a student nurse wants to become an ICU nurse after their graduation, what kind of advice will you give? Um, to to your juniors. <laughs>
2: Actually, I pretty much encourage for new nurses to join ICU. Mm-hmm. It's a, a very dynamic learning ground. Um, when you are learning a little more, in I'm not saying that other disciplines are not great. Okay, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> very precise about my words here uh, because I never really had a working experience in outside of ICU. So, I can't really comment about working outside of ICU, but to me, ICU grooms me into a more critical thinking nurse. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the weight of analysis, um, maybe it's more requirement in terms of analysis skills. Um, when your patient is so sick, definitely there's a lot of requirement in terms of whether you can analyze the situation in a limited time. You have to react very fast. Yeah. Okay. And well, the, all the alarms are alarming, and how to still remain calm and tell yourself, what am I going to do the next? Yeah. Mm. It can be quite a the kind of uh, stressful environment when the doctors are rushing you, and then sometimes your colleagues or seniors are rushing you too.
0: Yeah, so the pressure. Hmm.
2: Yeah, the pressure. Yeah. But how to focus on your own pace and the things that you want to do. Yeah, you know, that's one thing, and another thing is you gotta be a little bit more. Uh, people will always call it thick skin. I'm not sure how is it applicable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think generally in nursing, I think if you're too soft and too timid, probably you're gonna toughen up a little bit.
0: All right, yeah. okay. <laughs> so um, afraid, uh, so basically probably, what, what you say is yeah, handle the pressure and be yeah, thick skin. <laughs> you're,
2: right, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah. Oh. And. Another thing is, no matter ED or ICU uh, or what, as long as you're in the acute setting, I think you've got to be prepared. There are how many times you're gonna hold your bladder. <laughs> <in> <laughs>
0: you okay, learn how to hold the hold a bladder. Okay, okay. Let me write down hold a bladder.
2: We are feeding our patients, even though it's an ICU, some patients they can eat, and how many times we're feeding our patients or through NG tube, where you you're having a growling, empty tummy. Yeah. I think just like, is. yeah, really part of daily nursing activity, right? Yeah. If you can continue this repeatedly, maybe months or year, probably you have some tolerance. But if you can continue this journey for three to five years, I would say, that, okay, probably you're quite tenacious. you have some tenacity there. But I think for you or me, we go beyond a decade. Ooh, I think it's something yes. really, really, more than dedication. Yeah. I think the element of passion still stays strong.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though the fire is like getting lesser, but that that little spark is still there, you know, to burn yeah, things up. Yeah, yeah. The
1: most important thing in ICU
2: always remember there's aircon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is the highlight which I learned now. Okay, okay. Like, Alright. <laughs>
0: Okay, by the way, I, I also heard that you, uh, besides uh, you having a diploma, you have your degree and your master's. Uh, we will talk about that in the next episode because this is very interesting for our listeners, who uh, our young listeners who are still contemplating, should I take degree, should I take my master's, whatever it is. Um, Stefan and I will discuss or we will talk to her, interview her again in the next episode.
1: We need to. We need to. Yeah,
0: because this, this is very unique. Because, um, uh, masters is, is a big thing. Degrees is a big yeah. thing also. So basically, if you have the, the what I call that, um, the money or you have the time, please do it. So, uh, but before that, before I encourage, we need to listen from Charlotte's advice. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. We will go. Uh, we will yeah. come back in the next episode. Uh, thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Stephen. Thank Wherever you are, hey. I don't know where, where. Where are you actually? Can I can you share him? Where are you actually? Uh,
1: remember the place where I think we second the second time when we did our podcast in Safra
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. That's the
1: one.
0: Yeah, I'm back there. Oh yeah, back there. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I got I na, got No
1: Got point.
0: All right, right. We will take a, a break from here. Uh for next episode, we will interview Charlotte again, and yep. with Stephen Stewart on the house oh yeah and room 7 discharge
2: yep.
0: thank you yep. thank you bye bye okay guys thank you once again listening to room 7 nurse podcast if you got any suggestions about the following episodes or you want us to do more episodes about current topic do DM us on Instagram at room7nurse or email us at room7.nurse at gmail.com or else you can listen to our podcast on apple podcast google podcast and spotify